last time we ended the session with uh, Rigby's Tavern, um, getting exploded to bits, um, and uh, a narrow escape out of the uh, out of the back of the tavern uh, down to the canal into your boathouse that you have yet to use uh, with <laughs> Rigby and Telda. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, you were sort of sailing off, and uh, Cricket and Brody shared some whiskey to get rid of the stress of their adventures during the the day, and uh, that's where uh, that's where we pick back up. Um, and I think uh, normally I, I start the uh, the session with sort of an open like where do we go from here, but I think in this scenario that uh, Telda approaches. The two of you, as you, you know, are sitting there drinking your your whiskey, de-stressing, and says, "I met the scientist, uh, the well, the one that was at the apartment with me, um, and he explained to me the process that they could, you know, put ghosts into robots." And my first initial thought was that. It was like protection from, you know, things because you can't touch the spirit inside the suit. Uh, so I, I thought it was a way to protect spirits with all the issues of spirits missing going on. And uh, he took me down to the factory and uh, showed me what was happening. And uh, he knew that someone that knew me was on to us and... So he escorted me back to my apartment where he and I lay in wait to trap somebody. And then he didn't have everything ready in time. So he went to an apartment down the hall um, and uh, set up some sort of commotion. How he knew that you were coming is, is another question in and of itself. Uh, I... I don't know where they have eyes and where they're listening, but I imagine here on the water in this boathouse that they can't hear us. Uh, so if there are any questions or concerns or thoughts that you would like to ask me from the information that I've had or gathered or seen is this is probably the best place because once we dock and get off the boat, can't guarantee that every inch of this city is covered with cameras and microphones well yeah what information did you go from working with that scientist uh the process of putting the ghosts into the robots it uh it it scrambles their uh well uh, everyone's spirit has a like a a frequency i guess it scrambles and jumbles that frequency so that instead of being the spirit that they are they're just raw energy charging these robots well that's horrible and uh yeah uh yeah the other departments that i interacted with in this place were attempting to recreate vampires because they thought that, that would be useful to them as well but uh the issue is is that they're 
is more to that than they have the information for. So uh, they're seeking that information and uh, they they can't access it. Um, the only other thing of significance is, well, I mean, besides the scale of this, it, it's uh, they have ridiculous amounts of space and these robots and machinations it i venture to say at this point if their production continued as it was they've reached thousands of these robots and they have room to produce much more than that uh but the final thing that seemed important in a conversation i had with the scientist in my apartment was the reason that they were most worried about the two of you is a purple man that you came into contact with. They a purple man. Yeah, they said he was a man with with purple skin. Um, I I don't know if if you know anything about that. Um, but they seemed very bent out of shape about that concept. Um, I don't know. I oh, attempted we... to get a file and I failed. Where did you attempt to get this file from? The the manufacturing place. It was it was on a desk in the in the scientist's office, um, and it just said purple man on it. I thought that seems strange. So I attempted to get the file and then I failed and then we were at my apartment setting up this trap and uh he, he told me about the purple man and that that was a big part of their concern uh, i think maybe perhaps he saw me looking at the folder uh so hi uh so we did meet a purple man um when we went to the house that has all of the ghosts in it there was the man who we talked to there was purple and then we went down in the basement and saw like a demon or a devil. Uh, um, I venture to guess that it's because the number of ghosts kept there. Were there lots of ghosts? Oh, yes, there were tons. Oh, so it is an issue of conflicting interest. This purple man has the ghosts at his house and they want the ghosts. I think that seems to be it, yeah. Maybe going there to the house? Because if all is, they want to continue making these until there aren't any ghosts that are not in agreement with them. Uh, so I would imagine they would go there at some point once they amassed a number that they felt could get rid of this demon. Mm. Well, least. it's probably probably a good idea to go to the house anyway just to see i don't know to see if we can maybe get some help taking down these evil robots uh i don't know the workings of demons so i wouldn't be able to tell you what they could do for us but the suggestion seems solid okay well we can take the boat there and then go to the scientist people that sounds like a plan. Uh, all right. I'm bringing this whiskey, though, just in case things get stressful. <laughs> uh, what What do you 
think of while this cricket? Um, cricket's just gonna take uh, a big drink and look at uh, Telda and be like, I knew you weren't a bad guy. And they're just really thrilled that, you know, they were worried that Telda had switched and gone to the bad guys. I'm glad you're on our side. I, but I'm ready to put this guy in his place. Yeah. <clears throat> Hopefully in one of those evil robots he's trying to get everybody else into. Oh. <laughs> Trap him in his own robot? Exactly. <laughs> I like the way you think. Uh, you notice as this uh, like conversation with Telda ends and you have sort of a plan. Uh, Rigby is, is sort of like guiding the boat and just staring off in the distance. Uh, and uh, Telda goes over and tells him like the plan. Uh, and he snaps out of like whatever he was doing. He was just staring off into space. And uh, he's like, so I'm going to need some direction if... Uh, if you, if you can. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Just come up this, come up to this intersection here and hang a left. I don't know if that's the correct direction, but I'm going to give him directions. <laughs> uh, I, I imagine that you know how to get back there. And so, uh, yeah. So, yeah, you guys lead Rigby on the way there. And uh, as you get pretty close to this place, uh, the... Uh, air around Brody gets really cold and uh, you recognize this cold uh, as Lord Skurlock appears on the deck of the ship. Oh! And Hey, how you doing? Uh, so much, so much problems in, in this place. Um, I have dismantled so many robots. I don't know what is happening but when i became a vampire the first time originally uh, there was a demon that was responsible and i have ears and they are everywhere they seem well, to suggest that you're going to the demon the demon who turned you uh no the the demon that you've seen before that Oh yes, Demon yeah, yeah, yeah. Turned me is dead. Um, demons all have core attributes, if you will, that things that they care about. Mine was power, and as long as he could puppet a lord in Duskfall, he had power. And I did not like that, so I found a way to kill him, and he is dead. <clears throat> okay. Uh, there. Is obviously more to every story, but this particular story, the rest of the little parts are not as important. Well, we'll have to get a drink one time and you can tell me all the details. Uh, in the interim, <clears throat> yes, we are going to see a Um, And I can fill you in on what goes on with the robots, too. Um, so I'm going to tell Lord, Lord Scarlock, like, literally everything. Just give him, like, the Cliff Notes version. This is interesting. I think before fully seeking the help of the demon, as we are on our way there, we should try to parse what the demon's attribute is, because 
as much as it is their thing that empowers them, it is also their biggest flaw. They require it. They're not able to escape it. They're bound to it and often make decisions based upon it. Um, is there anything about your encounter with the, with the demon that you feel stands out to you as an indicator of something that's important to it? Mm. That was so long ago. I remember that we didn't see too, too much of the demon. So I remember that I, we went downstairs after the purple man. Was he purple or was he blue? I feel like he was. Anyways, after the guy in the suit walked us down to the basement or took us to the basement, saw the demon for 2.5 seconds. I pulled out a demon bane charm and then we got out of the basement. So we didn't spend too, too much time with the demon. Um, the demon, or at the very least, whoever is working for the demon, they seem to have a lot of ghosts. Um, they have a lot of spirits just sort of flitting around their house. There's a lot of people that work there. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe it is power or control um, because everything was very, like, proper and, like, <clears throat> excuse me, like, faux respectful almost. Um so maybe it is control, but I'm not entirely sure. I would have to have spent more time with the demon, like, to know. Did you encounter any of the ghosts in the house? Did you? I mean, you saw them, but did you engage with any of them at all in any way? Crap, I don't remember. Did we engage with any of the ghosts? Uh, no, you did not. I don't think we did. No. I feel like I would have remembered that. That makes sense. I don't think we did, no. <clears throat> Uh, uh, what? Why did you go to the demon's house originally? If I'm not mistaken, we were going there. Let me know if I'm wrong on that, by the way. <laughs> but I think we were going there to see if we could get the items for Winky and Buck. Oh. Um, and ended up finding out that there was like a crap ton of other ghosts and other items and stuff that we couldn't find. Hmm. Uh, so, um. Out of, uh, I guess, Skurlock character to recap a, a little bit to throw some extra things in here. Mm -hmm. um, the So you got there, you went to get the stuff for Winky and Buck. Um, you maneuvered around there, you encountered the demon. Um, and then after you found, after you found the demon, uh, you talked to the person in the purple man in the suit. Uh, and uh, he led you out of the door and handed you Winky and Buck's items. And outside of the door were the people who took the items and they were all dead. Right. Right, right, right. Um, and uh, I think we'll pseudo roleplay. You've told Skurlock this. Uh, yeah, I, I even even though I don't fully remember everything that went down, my headcanon is that Skurlock everything uh, um, or everything that I could remember. So, uh, Skurlock, hearing this, uh, thinks about the nature of a, of a demon that would behave this way, and he's sort of cataloging through, like, demons he's encountered, and, and, you know, uh, just going through, like, lists of things and thinking, uh, and then he asks you, demons... When you come into contact with them can have residual effects. Have you felt anything abnormal or strange since you've encountered this demon? 
Yes, actually. I keep getting flashes um, and the desire to kill people. <laughs> um, and I do, I keep seeing like purple in, in the corner of my eye. Uh, but yeah, that, that desire to kill people is crazy. What, what, uh, what, what about these people? Uh, are they, are they particularly significant to you when you encounter this feeling? No, I don't know any of these people, but they do tend to be like hindrances to what we're trying to get done. Like using the scientist that Tilda was uh, working with for 2.5 seconds. He didn't want to give us information and was making it really difficult. So I killed him by curb stomping him to death. Um, And then when I we love were- the Brody's just so like matter of fact. So I killed him. You know? <laughs> yeah, I killed him. Had to get rid of that. Um, And then in the in Rigby's bar, um, there was a person who was trying to hurt me and Cricket. And I got that same urge to kill him, too. And I, I don't know. In either case, it's just people who really get on my nerves, I guess, by trying to impede what we've got going on. Um, Skurlock takes in this, like, information and is paused for a second and he looks and says this demon is clearly one of wrath oh and lovely speaking from what you've told me i believe you didn't encounter any of the ghosts because they are wrathful spirits and skurlock just looks at the ground and the demon must have some sort of concord with these wrathful spirits that he has influence that they wouldn't interact with you in that space but i suppose if you were someone different intruding on that space that they would certainly harm you if it was not his intent for them not to and as skurlock says this it weirdly unlocks this like strange memory of being in that place that you don't remember experiencing in the moment but you suddenly remember now as he's saying those words and uh you see the spirits there full full of anger moving through all these spaces but avoiding you and the people that work there and sort of hovering around there and you don't remember seeing them before until he mentioned this uh as if it was like something that was like just taken from your memory uh and uh <clears throat> well that's weird uh skurlock says, i mean it's all i mean it's all skurlock that too like hey so new information has come to light and i'm gonna just tell him everything you said well i think without you knowing your exchanging of winking Buck's items are a contract with this wrath demon. Ooh. And that the reason you were allowed to move freely and engage with this demon was because the demon sensed the wrath you had against the people that would hurt ghosts and uh -huh. is embracing it in you. Uh -huh. 
Oh, this is a blessing, baby. That's what this is. This is wild. I don't remember agreeing to a contract, but if it keeps these ghosts safe, I don't mind that I'm in a contract. How will I know when it's fulfilled, this contract? This, the as those words come out, you lose your sight of everything you're seeing. And you're seeing back into that room where the demon is inside those metal rings spinning around. And the demon says, when all of them are dead. And then Ooh. you wake up on the deck of the boat. <clears throat> Did I like pass out? Yeah. Ah! Uh, okay. So I'm like a demon vigilante. Ah! <laughs> I'm so pleased. <laughs> uh, and then Skurlock uh, says, well, to fight uh, an army of these robots would require lots of help, as well as lots of tools to accomplish that. And uh, in this random exchange he looks to cricket and says what kind of tools would you think you need to efficiently break down these robots i have been made aware that you somewhat single-handedly took down one of these robots (laughs) yeah yeah he did um how did i do it uh-huh. Um, you didn't you climb up onto it and then like rip out the back of it some kind of way so that I could get the the ghost out of it? Okay, so how would how could I do that more efficiently? What tool would I need? Uh, from like doing it the first time, you know that these golden panels they're like gold around it, but then they're like see-through clear panels. Uh, sort of plexiglass material that if you had something that could like either crack apart the connections between these plates uh, really well or something that could melt down plexiglass uh, both of those are your initial thoughts Uh, then having that initial thought you think gold can melt also Uh, so in... So Cricket's just gonna shrug and be like, "Wouldn't turn away a blowtorch." Oh. You do have a flamethrower, by the way. Just Me? Saying. Yeah. How did I get that? Um, when I got my lightning rod, you got a flamethrower. Oh, <gasps> I yeah. can't be trusted to remember things. I put it in my inventory. It's in the notes in oh, my yeah. in my notes, so that might help. Um, I do have a question. Yeah. Is it ridiculous to think that these robots might be might have a kill switch, like a mechanical kill switch? Uh, no, it's not a ridiculous thought, but uh, from encountering them, uh, you feel like there is some sort of like other mechanical aspect that's like computer database, like online website type of thing. Because when you destroyed the other robot, there was like this uh, frequency beeping emitter type of thing. Uh, And then the other robot came and picked that robot up and took them back to wherever they come from. Uh, So you feel like there is a sort of like 
web of connection between all the robots and that they're connected to something. Um, so that thought process would lead to, if you can find what that is, you may be able to disrupt all of them at the same time. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And I'm going to just put it out there. Like, if such a thing exists, like I'm thinking it does, um, it would be with the scientist who's in control of them. It would be with that scientist. Yeah. Okay. So likely we have to go there anyway, which is it is good. I'm glad we're on the way. Uh, so now you arrive at the stately manner of the, uh, the purple demon man. Uh, and uh, the doors to the manor open and uh, the purple demon man walks out and is at first very like standoffish and looks like upset. And uh, oh. for a moment, he seems like irritated and then he shakes it off and uh, he welcomes you and says, welcome back. Uh the path to destroying all of these robots and the people that would bring harm to spirits of this world is very close. It's very near. You can feel it. It's palpable in the air. That destruction can be brought from. Yeah, that's actually kind of why we're here. Um, is it possible that I could talk to the demon again? You... Are speaking to him. <gasps> oh, cool. It's good to meet you. What's your name? <laughs> you have a name? I do not. Can I give you a name? If you wish. Yeah. How about Rathbone? Rathbone the Wrath Demon. <laughs> that is an interesting name. Uh, I accept it if that is what you wish to call me. Yay. Okay, awesome. Thanks, Rathbone. Listen, um, we are going to take out the person or people who are responsible for throwing these ghosts into these robots and like generally harming them as a whole. Um, I was curious if you would be willing to help me, us. Um, you don't have to come with if you'd rather not, but could I like call on your power if needed? Uh, you... You see for a moment consideration to, like, a number of things as if, like, a math equation is going on. Mm. And then he stops and says, what is the way in which you kill this scientist once you get there? Well, that's to be decided. I could curb stomp him like I did his friend, but my best case scenario is to throw the guy into one of his machines and let it work him to death i accept your offer <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, thank you and uh he looks at cricket and says this world of ghosts and demons monsters can be confusing but cricket as long as you know that Deep in your soul, they all can burn. The same as you can burn. You'll be okay. And uh, he hands Cricket a card with, uh, with a picture of just a fire on it. And says, if you need me, I'm always in your head. And uh, 
the door closes and he's just gone. Uh, it's like just gonna take the card and just like kind of look around and just be like, and fire may also be with you. <laughs> and then look at Brody and be like, I don't like ghosts. <laughs> Sorry, man. Uh, let's let's get you out of here, sweet. This. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you have met the demon, uh, and as you head back to the boat, uh, the uh, shoot. Uh, as you head back to the boat, um, there is uh, a moment happening on the boat where Telda and Rigby are talking, and uh, you see them talking um, as you're approaching. They're discussing something um, in like lengthy detail but you can't hear them until you get closer but you feel like if you did get closer that they maybe will stop talking depending on uh hmm. what's going on can we try a sneaky listen oh uh, yeah yeah um i guess if you want to roll something for for sneaking up and, and listening yeah Ooh, cricket do love sneaking doing a sneaky sneak Okay, let's see. What could Cricket do? Action. Let's see. What? Ooh, I could prowl my way up there. Okay. And sneak on in. Oh, <laughs> nice. As uh, you should. Yeah. I am the sneakiest sneak boy. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you sneak your way up there and, uh, you overhear the like last bit of their conversation uh, they're discussing Skurlock and like what his intentions and everything are and that they don't trust him but that you trust him uh so they're giving it the benefit of the doubt but then they're uh Telda is talking about the process of killing a vampire which is not something she explained knowing to you at all um when she was talking to you so you have to assume that it's not a thing that she learned from the uh factory and engaging with the you know uh people in that scientist's place that this is just knowledge that she has from somewhere else uh and then uh as sort of brody gets into like visible when they can see brody uh elda stops talking and uh just looks up and waits for you guys to arrive hey guys uh so we got what we came here for um you guys ready to go yeah yeah um yeah uh are we we're going straight to the place then the place with the things and the stuff <laughs> no the place with the stuff and the things wow i always confuse those <laughs> uh yeah the scientists all right um rigby uh sort of untethers the boat and uh you guys set off um cricket do you take the time to tell brody what you heard oh yeah what does brody think about i mean i get it you know because this is like my vampire friend um but i i don't know like the way that they feel about Scarlock is slick the way that I feel about Tilda. Like, for obvious reasons, like, 
I don't know, Scarlet can appear wherever he wants to, but for 2.5 seconds, Tilda was working with the other side yeah. in not the best way. Um, so, like, no shade to Tilda. I'm, like, looking at her a little, like, I'll do a double take, you know? So, I mean, if I, I am willing to work with Tilda because Cricket trusts Tilda. So, if Tilda trusts Cricket, then they're going to have to be okay with working with Scarlock, too. Nope. So it's okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. As the boat goes um, down towards the uh, warehouse, a uh, robot is like walking down the street on the uh, on the, like down the street doing its normal announcement. The reconciliation is here. Everyone get inside, but no one is outside. Uh, hmm. And. Uh, this seems to be like some sort of strange occurrence as you're passing it because you remember when no one was outside that the robot sort of just stood stationary at the corner and didn't do anything by your house that the robot was just mm-hmm. out there hanging out whereas this robot is like walking and telling people to get inside and then uh it occurs to you the concept of maybe the robot is malfunctioning or maybe it's a person that you can't see but the robot can see it and mm. the robot crumbles to the ground uh into like parts and bits and uh you see the ghost come out of the out of the suit and sort of fly off and in like this is bullet time essentially uh mm. you see all this happening and then Skurlock appears beside you. Hmm. They are fairly easy to dismantle with sheer strength. I have been taking out all the ones I've encountered. Well, do you have any vampire homies that can take on some of these robots? Because all y'all could get down like that. But I mean, I'm hoping I'm hoping that we can find a kill switch and just take them all out at once. Um but okay, I think I'm here's the deal. We just saw a ghosty fly out of one of those suits. Like you see that that heap of metal over there that used to be a robot and it kept repeating itself like the reconciliation is here everybody get inside. It kept repeating itself but there's nobody outside. So, I mean, it's possible that it like malfunctioned either that or maybe the ghosts can fight back from within the machine. That is a possibility. Well, so from what Telda said, and you notice Telda immediately is just like taken completely off guard by the fact that he heard something that Telda said. Mm. And uh, it scrambles the frequency of the ghost, and that's how it charges this machine. So it's possible that distinct waves if you will uh keeping on this frequency concept uh are strong enough to imbalance the uh machine and cause it to not work which if if there isn't a a kill switch as you as you say um it's possible that generating enough electroplasmic activity in an area could disable them as well 
due to imbalancing the, the frequency in a different way than the machine intends it to be. Hmm. Okay. So we've got some options. We've got at least three. Um, I kind of want to examine, can I examine the fallen robot? Uh, sure. Um, Rigby looks and says, if you, if you're going to jump off, do you, do you want me to like slow down so you can catch up or keep going at the same speed? Oh, I thought we were there already. Never. Um, yeah, just slow down and I'll catch up. Okay. Uh, he <clears throat> sort of brings the boat down to a creep and, uh, Skurlock goes with you over to the robot and, uh, what you see is uh, just this like heap of parts and uh, there are like distinct signs on the plexiglass pieces mm-hmm. of like electrical burns like uh, like it was like melting the inside of the, the plexiglass uh, but they're like disparate they're like all over the place like little spots of like burnt uh, electric burns uh, and Skurlock looks at it and says, this seems to suggest that my hypothesis is correct, that the frequency was broken as the waves got out of control and the ghost was able to free itself. Uh, Skurlock puts like a hand up into the air and says, I think the only answer is to ask the ghost themselves. And yeah. the this is the first instance in this game, I guess, that you've encountered Skurlock using any sort of like powers of other than just typical like he's fast, strong vampire man. And uh you see these like cascades of like crimson red light around his fingertips, and then mm-hmm. the ghost appears in front of you. And Skurlock stops and says, I have no intention of hurting you. You were trapped in the robot, and I want to know how you got out. The ghost looks at Skurlock and says, It it uh was I I was scrambled and jumbled and and I wasn't myself at all. And then something was in front of me. I could see it. It's like a, a gold light, an outline of gold and the instincts of programming of the scramble kicked in but weirdly i could see it i could feel it and understand it whereas in the scrambled state that i was in i wasn't perceiving anything i was just looping through painful shifts in electrical frequency and not really engaging in anything but this gold light took me out of the continual shifts and the programming that was put into this robot triggered and chased the thing. And as soon as it caught it, I felt like just myself rematerializing inside of this robot. And I burned my way out of it. Uh, and I ran as, as far as I could go. Uh, I didn't want to be anywhere near these things because I, I, I don't. I don't want to be near them. And you hear the beeping start. Oh, damn it. Okay. Um, well, thank you so much for the information. Um, stay safe. Stay away from that scientist if you can. Uh, I 
nowhere near him unless, you know, it's out of my hands. We'll avoid him at all costs. Good. Um, and thank you for your help. Um, Skirlock, we should probably go. I don't know how far the boat is. For- uh, the boat isn't very far. Uh, you run up and you can sort of jump off like a, a ledge onto the boat. Okay. Uh, and uh, yeah, in as you're sort of turning the next corner out of the back of the boat, you can see the robot arriving at the scene of this like damaged robot and uh this time instead of picking it up and like bringing it back it's like thoroughly examining it and uh i'm gonna have you roll either i don't uh a study or a survey study or survey yeah uh i'll do survey and i'll push myself okay because i only get one dice okay you got this Yay! Okay, that's not bad. Uh, as you uh, are looking at the robot, you remember the uh, when the ghost was in the robot and was following you. It like formed a face that was talking to you. Uh, mm-hmm. This time, the face looks like a like digital rendering of like an image of a person that's like being recorded on a computer and. Uh, for the first time, you see the scientist's face. Uh, oh. He has these uh, thick, like, square glasses. And uh, he has, like, patchy, patchy gray hair. It looks like he's, like, losing it in spots. Um, and uh, he's sort of, you know, uh, he, his chin isn't very, very strong. <laughs> Not a blocky chin, but sort of a... Uh, it has like the idea of like being like a squared off chin, I guess. That's what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say, but it's not like definitively <laughs> blocky. Uh, and uh, you see him looking through the eyes of this robot and examining the robot on the ground. And uh, as part of the uh, the mixed success here, uh, he looks up and sees the boat turn the corner and. Uh, <sighs> Yeah. Uh, cool. That's that. Uh, that's that. That's that cool, fun interaction with the with the, <laughs> with the guy. Uh, and uh, yeah, you uh, continue on down the down the canals to uh, the outside of the. Uh, I, I've called it so many names now. Um, I'm gonna call it a warehouse. I'm gonna stick with warehouse. Uh, you get to the outside of the warehouse. Um, this big giant building. Uh, and uh, tell this as that's that's the place, and there are more departments in this place that I didn't go to, but I I don't I don't know what they're for or what they do. Uh, and uh, Skurlock chips in and says, "There's a whole division dedicated to killing vampires here," mm. and. Telda again looks at Skurlock like, uh, is, uh, why is he, why is he doing this? And, uh, is just shocked looking at Skurlock. And, uh, you see a portion of the warehouse catch fire. Whoa. Uh. Like all of a sudden? Just like. Yeah. Jeez. And, uh, Skurlock looks, <laughs> looks at Telda and says, there was a division <laughs> dedicated to killing vampires. 
<laughs> well done. Well done, Scarlock. Uh, and uh, he says, you asked if I had any more vampire friends. I do. None of them as old as me. Uh, some are fairly young as well. In terms of being a vampire, not in age. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, uh, they were ghosts that came to me and wanted, longed for physical form, uh, as I once did in my horrible manner that I died in. And you see Skurlock, like, visibly leave, like, this place and is sort of, like, looking around like a, a place it looks like he's like in that place looking around and uh then he snaps out of it and says this is it oh. i hate to say that <clears throat> their intent is worthwhile but their method is not yeah i mean like i get the intention but the execution is just absolutely horrible like it's so bad and uh he sort of looks at the place and says i think i can help with one more thing yeah and uh he says it'll take me time so uh i will be gone but there are demons that the regular people refer to as leviathans that are out there in in the in the seas beyond the lightning barrier there are hunters that kill them and collect their blood and that is what powers the lightning barrier and all of the city. Oh. This demon blood is what gives us electricity. Uh, and I thought if I could collect some of this, that we could use it to create what I was saying. the Yeah, yeah, yeah. The plastic. electricity. Yeah. To help with shutting down some of the robots. Um, I would have to collect it, though. And... Seeing that I am the fastest out of everyone here, I think it would yeah. be best that I go. But if you want me to stay and help you up front here, I can do no. that. No, listen, how about, how about go and get the blood, like the demon blood, um, and on your way back, if possible, bring reinforcements because we'll be deep in the middle of whatever it is that we have to do. Okay. Uh, I can do that. Yes. Uh, Yay! Thank you. And uh, Skurlot sort of uh, lingers for a second looking at the burning building and then disappears. Uh, it, from just glancing at him in that like moment looking at the building, you see that it is a deep like offense that that existed. Like, there was a place <laughs> to kill vampires. Uh, right, that is pretty rude. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and yeah, so like, there's that moment he lingers looking at it burning and then just disappears. Um, cool. Talda uh, says their eyes and ears at the tavern didn't know that I was there. And we've been on the boat ever since. Yeah. So I wonder if... I go back to them as if I've returned after you murdered the scientists, which being a friend, I kind of wish you told me, but you know, I heard it in your conversation with Skurlock. Um, uh, Sorry. And uh, 
I'm glad you did, because, uh, yeah, that's great. Uh, but I wonder if I should go ahead of you, as if I'm running from my failed attempt to capture you and, you know, state that you're on the way. And I like that. I think it would be useful because if they think that you're, like, still there at the, you know, apartment trying to figure things out, then maybe they won't uh, be as ready, if, if you will. Right. Um, I mean, what do you think, Cricket? I think it's a good idea. Uh, Cricket's following your lead on this. All the ghosts and vampires and spooky things are still out of his realm. <laughs> um, so for this whole adventure, Cricket's following your lead. If you think it's a good idea, he'll back you up. Yeah, let's do that. I'm not a ghosty boy. I'm a <laughs> sneak. Yeah. And yeah. So Telda jumps out of the jumps out of the boat and you see Telda sort of do a lap around the block a couple of times. And at first it seems strange, but then Telda passes you again and says, gotta look like I was running. <laughs> and, uh, and then runs ahead towards the, towards the factory. Uh, and then. So is, is it a straight shot? Like, can we see her all the way up? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, and then Rigby uh, is like, I'm going to stay here in the boat because yes, someone should please. have this ready to go when we need to go. Yeah, please and do. And also, um, giant robots with ghosts are not a thing that I, I'm accustomed to dealing with as a person who sells beverages and, and food. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's okay. It's okay to be just a, you know? And uh, he goes underneath the boat down into the like regular uh, quarters uh, that are down underneath. And it's like, uh, before he goes through the door, he's like, whenever you're ready, uh, I'll have the boat set to go. And, awesome. Uh, yeah, he goes down there. Uh, and you see that the uh, the fire from that section starts to spread a little further into the building. And uh, as it does, uh, the uh, like sky fills with this like blackish gray smoke and uh you see telda reaches the factory and opens the door and the last thing i'm going to leave you with is uh the moment telda goes through the door no uh you brody you get that that purple flash again except for this time you're looking at the computer again and you see that login, the school login, and mm -hmm. it says Delta 642 at Duskball University. Mm -hmm. And uh, then the letters start to rearrange in uh, in the word Delta, and uh, you see it, Telda. <gasps> Telda! And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's where we're going to leave. <laughs> that's where we're going to leave. Oh, no, is she a bad guy? <laughs>